thank you so much divyansh for coming on this video on this having this conversation with me uh, just a one or two line introduction about divyansh oh by the way did i call your name correctly the first time yeah okay okay <laughs> so <laughs> divyansh mandra is a viral blogger quora writer he has millions of views and so many followers on quora he is best selling author and now a screenwriter too and personally one of the people who i guess started you know when i started my quora journey too so let's have this conversation and uh, first of all i would want to point it out that your hair look really good first of all i would like to point out point out no making fun of my hair throughout the interview not making fun but it generally look good bold experiment which i don't think turned out that well but i'll manage for a week yeah, I, i guess the first uh, before recoloring my hair again <laughs> good luck then <laughs> so uh, maybe let's not talk about the hair part but uh, i really want to know where you are in your career currently are you okay uh i think it's going down on the right path like um, i i just wanted to make a career in writing so i started writing uh, books and stories and uh, i think i grabbed uh, you know quite a good a good number of readers uh, because of having a good yeah follow base on core to my towards my fiction so uh, naturally the next step was you know uh, branching out uh, into screen writing because visual medium is something which is obviously be going to be more appealing to an any average uh any average person on the street so yeah. yeah i think it's a good start because i uh, like the web series which i'm working on right now it's under a great banner and uh, you know i'm really excited for the future projects that are going to be lined up so i think it's it's a great great place to be at right now like at 25 uh-huh. if you're not lost if you're not feeling ki yaar what am i doing with my life it's a great place to be at so i actually asked this question to you know one of my uh, like coaches that um, i am you know like again i am at 24 and i'm uh, a life coach and i'm doing so much so many things or stuff i was just asking myself am i being too serious in my life <laughs> <laughs> the same question to you do you have you ever felt that you are being too serious in your life um like actually after i started being serious in my life now the good thing good things started happening to me so um i like being serious towards my work and that's the only area in my life where i'm like really disciplined really focused really hard working and just you know trying to do something better every time and all the other walks of life i'm pretty laid back chill <laughs> so i think it works out well for me it's a good mix to have i i see and you mentioned you know that you are in screen writing at the moment you know that's where you are exploring your career yeah. uh, at the moment uh, and you started from writing fiction you know on quora and uh, then you switched to writing full length novel and yeah. uh, meanwhile you also gave a ted talk and now you are in screen writing so how is a different writing on internet versus writing a novel versus writing a screenplay um i think writing for internet and writing a screenplay these things have something is common uh, that you as soon as you start 
pouring out words you need to grab your readers attention and uh, you know when it comes to novel you can go on elaborating you know if i'm walking into a room and i have to describe the entire room what kind of painting there is what kind of jewelry there are yeah. the wardrobe the uh, you know oak the kind of wood that was used to make it the kind of um you know the sofas the leather on it everything in screen place you or you're just like okay i walked into this room it looked really luxurious and then you move on so uh, i i like that part about screen play because um, i've been writing novels for the past 3 4 years um and now screen play something very new at the same time i can move on with it very quickly you know uh, when you really get into the details it gets boring for you also sometimes so you mm-hmm. kind of start procrastinating stuff like that with internet the thing is that uh, we are living in an age where you know they are just a click of a button away from going to the next viral meme or the next yeah. uh, popular video or youtube or anything and to i think i'm blessed that i started writing on quora because it's still one of the platforms which value sticks over images yeah. and videos so you know i i experimented a lot in writing longer formats of fiction writing shorter ones um but yeah i figured that if i write a short story which um which has a reading time of about 8 to 10 minutes i mm-hmm. can grab my readers attention in that point so it usually happens whenever uh, the final output which is there which is viral story um it has been edited a lot i i write longer then i edit pieces out and then i uh, rephrase it in a way so that you know for someone who is reading it on the internet on his phone he's going to be glued uh, to the screen the entire time so that he doesn't get bored and uh, yeah I've, i think that's where uh, most of my practice came you know how do you grab your readers attention yeah. uh, the words when to use what kind of words um, how many breaks you should give uh, the chunks of sentences you're going to use um, the kind of hooks you're going to drop and how to build suspense how to structure your story everything uh so learned a lot on the internet and do these things are very useful for me when i'm uh, writing a screenplay yeah and it like automatically comes to me uh, i don't have to sit down yeah. and formulate ki are essay then essay then structure and this and that it automatically comes um writing a novel is something which i you know it's more from the heart so i just go with the flow whatever i want to write uh whatever i feel like um, i like writing action scenes so whenever i'm writing an action sequence or uh, shootouts or battles you know something like that na to then i go all guns blazing i could be writing that particular scene for 10 days at a stretch uh but at the same time if i'm getting bored like if you uh, read secret of the himalayan treasure which was my first mm-hmm. book um i go into action scenes uh, visual scenes quite vividly you know if there are torture scenes your characters are getting killed or your characters are getting um, you know they, they are getting hurt in any way uh, in those scenes i just la- love writing you know just create a strong villain let them beat the crap out of your heroes uh, yeah. but at the same time when it comes to the you know the pauses the just the talks the dialogues then i just skip past it it, it creates a pace for my novel but at the same time it's kind of cheating uh, from your own point of view you're not yeah. doing just to the story entirely um yeah quite if i may of, if i may interrupt and ask yeah uh, why particularly action scenes have you ever you know like went deep into why do i really like doing this uh, particular thing like writing um, action scenes i think like because um, i think during my 
teenage years and uh, before i started writing on core or anything so i had this habit of uh, like any new song that i'm going to pick and i'm going to hear it on the loop so i would start create a music video in my head regarding that and uh, soon it moved into battle scenes or something when i started writing uh, a novel which was uh, before secret of the malian tree i haven't mm-hmm. completed it yet but yeah. like i was yeah. watching game of thrones and i was inspired by it and i was like maybe i have to write an indian epic fantasy so there were lots of battle scenes there and this exercise helped me a lot because like even now if i have to write uh, if suppose i have a location in mind i have to create a you know battle sequence a gunfight mm-hmm. sequence in a bar uh i have the location i have the characters in my head and then i uh, start a song and i go on playing it on a loop the entire day two days three days more at a stretch and according to the beats of the music i structure the ups and downs and the ebbs and flows of the sequence and it automatically comes out very beautifully of uh, when i i have just imagined it in my head it's two or three minutes sequence and then i start typing it down and it goes on for 10 15 pages and it works and i like love doing it so uh, i it's a strange exercise that i started long ago but it has been helping me a lot uh, in uh, whether it's novels or kora stories or uh, screenplays right now yeah so there are two kinds of writers i have you know met so far one those who write in silence i belong to that group you know like i cannot write if there is even you know like a uh, uh, instrumental song playing in the background like mo- most of the time i really need mm-hmm. silence to work in my best zone and there are writers who you know like put on headphones and actually write when there is a music and i believe you belong mm-hmm. to the second group no 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 i cannot write when i am listening to music i have to listen to music okay. to create my uh, scenes and visuals uh, but when i am writing so i actually don't like to play uh, songs at all but sometimes when it gets boring and you are like dragging or I understand yeah you know when so, it becomes uh, work then you can plug your uh, alexa could be playing at the back and you could be writing your scene totally makes sense and uh, what are the you know like two three songs that uh, has given you most of the creative ideas or something uh most of the songs of linkin park i think i have been listening to them since my teenage years so i'm like the biggest linkin park fan in the world but i'm like impartial these days it's like a beat tiktok or instagram pe whichever popular song is going on if it matches yeah. the kind of uh, sequence i want to set so i would be listening to it and automatically i'll start imagining the scene and that kind of background you know it just happens i i totally uh, understand what you mentioned there so uh you mentioned the differences between you know uh, writing on internet versus writing a novel versus writing a screenplay uh yeah. what habits do you have usually that you know help you with the creativity part or the writing part in general one of them is obviously listening to music right hmm. what else uh binge watching a lot uh <laughs> that's the biggest perk of being in this field that uh, even when you are binge watching series for 5 or 6 hours at a stretch it technically counts as work you're doing work you're doing research um <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like uh, if the genre is like i'm writing for a detective fiction series right now so i constantly need ideas and uh, for that i would be watching say a sherlock or elementary or the mentalist or something like that detective shows and uh, you know something you know just watching and something will happen and things click and you start on a new path and you create an entirely different story um that exercise helps a lot 
Um, I, I had a question around this because you mentioned yeah, yeah. now, yeah. you know, watching a TV show, TV show mm. uh, watching or re-watching helps more in bringing new ideas. Watching uh, it for I think the first watching, time? Watching for the first time does because, uh, uh, like, I think it's just with Sherlock that I I watched it probably 50 or even more, more times. I, like, I started writing Sherlock fiction on Quora and that's how, like, I got on this path. But uh, these days, because there is so much content, you know, so it, it yeah. becomes quite impossible to just rewatch episodes. You can always just play The Office or Friend or something like that. Like when you just want to hide episode, like you want to chill. But yeah. I, even on a single watch, I think it it works quite well. I, I understand. And uh, so Sherlock is one of your go-to series, right? What Sherlock so I have it in my mind. Like I can just close my eyes right now, go on a Zen mode and I'll play flip frame by frame, dialogue by dialogue. I know everything by heart. I know what devices he's gonna use, how he's gonna reduce people, stuff like that. So <laughs> what what other T V series or movies uh do you really are into? Um Generally, uh, like when I was writing Gangs of Bombay, I was really into uh, Peaky Blinders, um, The Godfather, Gangs of New York, uh, these kind of stories. Um, I, I think I go along with the genre. If I'm writing detective show right now, so I'll be more into detective shows. Uh, so I'll be writing a fantasy show uh, anytime. So I'll be more into Game of Thrones or stuff like that. Yeah, I think. I'm impartial now yep. to any kind. It, it it just has to be good content, and I'm impartial to everything else. Got it. So apart from screenwriting, what else do you really you know like notice in our TV series? Um, these days, um, like for the past one or two years, I've been following lots of uh, these pieces, which you know, so I'm now watching whatever I'm watching from the point of view of a writer or a. Yeah you know you get into critical yeah. analysis yeah. yeah you start understanding why a particular thing has been inserted at a particular place as soon as you spot that you know that at the end they're gonna you know come back yeah. full circle and that's gonna help in the final deduction so it clicks automatically replay. so i think i have uh, like lost that uh, just a viewer kind of a mind that i just want to view this and i want to chill and I, I literally get dreams like Two or three days ago, I got a dream and I was watching The Office in my dream. And I was like, yeah, I cannot write anything as good as this in my life. What am I doing right now? I, so, <laughs> I totally understand. It things for you, it breaks also. So likewise, um, you mentioned that, you know, you lose the ability to, you know, watch it just as a viewer. And I believe that's what has happened with me as a, you know, like online writer. So whenever I'm mm. reading something, I start deducing, you know, okay, this is where the person added some emotions. This is, you know, where he's mm. creating a plot or something. So I, I totally understand. Uh, and uh, who's your favorite director? Uh, Christopher Nolan, obviously. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, there are many. Uh, Martin Scorsese, yeah. Steven Spielberg, oh, all the greats. David have Fincher you, has been amazing. Yes, yes. Have you watched any movies by Dennis Villeneuve? I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Excited for Dune. Excited for Dune. Arrival. Uh, Arrival was the best one, I think. 
arrival okay. was something that it really blew my mind you know taking something of uh, the alien thing which has been done a lot and just yeah going it going with it in a whole different direction uh, that was wonderful but i think dune everyone is excited for dune i don't know where it's going to come out but i hope let's see and how was tenet tenet on the first watch i was like from a script writer's point of view i wasn't impressed because very fast you know it doesn't leave any space for you to breathe for you to get into uh, yeah. the characterization but uh, then on rewatches i was like nice to me yeah it's nolan it has to be nice <laughs> exactly so uh, if we have to talk about uh, you know you and your career where it started where it boomed you know like from kora and getting your readers to you know making them your customers because you kind of did that relatively uh, faster you know even having them buy your book or something right so it's a, mm-hmm. one of the things that when somebody pays you even like 5 dollars or something a really short amount but they still are connected with you a little more then you know just consuming mm-hmm. your free content uh what has helped you one of them has already been you know like you mentioned the viral writing part how to uh, increase the chances of a post to go viral right what else was there were you doing some experimentations across the platforms that helped yeah, you yeah no i think uh, i i really like to stick to a single platform uh, and i've always like stuck to core from the start because i wasn't any i didn't have any kind of visibility on any platform like okay. facebook i don't i didn't i do i still don't get even 30 likes on photos on facebook i was very detached <laughs> from fb insta and everything um kora <laughs> was something because uh, there was no relative or no friend of mine at the time when i started that i think back in 2015 or 2016 yeah and uh, you know even with uh, writing stories on kora the initial ones didn't uh, gain much views like uh, I I think I it took me over 2 years to finally get that one answer which went really viral and then you know once that uh, kicks in you know uh, then you start you know uh, writing more viral stuff but um, I think the best thing which has worked for me is that uh, I don't I'm not aware no one has been writing fiction for as long on Quora as me mm. and so uh, I can convert more Korans into uh, readers of my fiction is because they already know my fiction. Like there are yeah. many other writers who are Kora writers who might write on politics, who might write on science and technology, IIT, this that. And yeah. then when they are writing fiction, so the reader has that kind of you know it's a bit he's a yeah. bit unfamiliar with that. Yeah. So it takes more time to crack that. But if there is someone who knows me that this guy writes something different on Kora, some good kind of story. And if he's coming out with a book, you can just check it out. And I think that uh, has helped me uh, a lot. It also has that I think I was one of the initial ones uh, on Quora who became a yeah. writer. So uh, that was uh, the first mover advantage thing. Um, but I I never used like any kind of uh, false tactic or this or that. I just write my answers at the end. I leave a note that I have like come out with a book. If you are if you have been liking my stories, feel free to check it out. And so there's this genuineness. You know, people are not like, "Yeah, but promotion is done." Yeah. They understand it that the guy has uh, devoted this much hours, invested this much time on writing a story. Uh, he has come out with a book. Let's check it out. 
so uh, you have been uh, active on instagram and youtube as well like recently maybe yeah. for how long have you yeah. been trying to you know like uh, going on instagram youtube and other platforms too oh youtube i think i started uh, during pandemic only in the last year may okay and i haven't been like in the initial months i was really devoted but then i got the the web series gig and then oh, i couldn't yeah. devote that much time to it uh, instagram is something that i just you know uh, i like it i'm not there for like increasing my following or anything it's just it's fun you know this whatever you want to post whatever you want to post this that uh one single thing that has helped you a lot in your career if you point out you know like this very thing has been a hmm. great contribution to my career so far readers readers um whoever read on quora whoever commented um anything constructive you know regarding my stories regarding characters in the chat like I, i'll confess when i came out with secret of the malian treasure i was i think 21 at the time and uh, people were like okay we love these scenes this that this that but there was problem in characterization i understood that so when it came to games of bombay so i worked a lot upon characterization so i think readers and their feedback has always been helping me because uh, with kora uh, the best part i learned about is uh, what holds your readers attention and it comes when you have been writing for a long time it automatically starts you automatically start in, uh, incorporating it in your writing so i, I think that yeah. has been the greatest thing and, and uh, the <laughs> yes definitely it helps so, it helps because if i'm pitching uh, like if i uh, if i'll show you my writing cv not the first thing that grabs any producers or writers or studios attention is this guy has these many millions of views for written stuff not photos or videos so yeah. they're uh, like okay this is something serious this is something new and then you know it helps a lot it opens doors yes definitely it opens doors and i believe you know it was uh, relatively easier on kora to get more views and followers like through uh, two years ago than it is now relatively easier mm-hmm. if we talk yeah, like there yeah. are still okay. people who are getting a lot of traction at this time but mm-hmm. i have seen even in my answers and other people who are you know around my circle on kora that uh, the organic reach has been down drastic drop yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah been there <laughs> ha- <laughs> have you changed anything because you are one of the people who has constantly been on kora there are people mm-hmm. like me like you know a couple of other people who you know migrated to other platforms like medium or linkedin or instagram so uh, have you changed anything in your writing or in your strategy on kora in the last 2 3 years uh first very visible changes i include a lot of my pictures there um so it so it kind of helps in uh, lending yeah. a face to your words and so uh, also images are uh, you know the more people see images in any answer the more they're likely to tap it and the more taps you're going to get on your answers the more likely it is that can be shown uh, in their feeds again yeah so like there is no specific strategy that ki as uh, a strategy and i'll work with this algorithm to support me and stuff like that but uh, yeah i think the views have gone down definitely for me also and i think kora like does the scrolling algorithm kind of a thing so right now i am in kind of a phase where the views are not there 
and suddenly if i we stopped i was i stopped writing for a week and then i suppose something even relatively normal suddenly it's going to have 50 60000 views i even i don't know how that works but uh, you know with spaces and this and that and shares i i i don't understand how it operates it's a upar wala little messy yeah it is messy at the moment so uh, yeah. you talked about you know including pictures and obviously taking inspiration from you because you mentioned somewhere that it helps you know maybe on instagram or somewhere so i tried that too and it actually helps getting more views or any and you know engagement and then there is cora police who come and you know say that this is not facebook don't post your pictures you are only yeah. getting views because you are posting your pictures and <laughs> uh, this is kind of a privilege that we are boys and we don't get as much hate as a girl posting her picture i have got my fair share of that um, <laughs> but ha relatively like uh, yeah the female coroners i know the kind of messages they get it it it's yeah. honestly but uh, that's the case with every platform you know uh, there is a girl on instagram who showing a little more than those police karna aa jayenge if she is yeah. somewhere else on some other platform they will be there wo to pata nahi <laughs> I, you know, I actually have uh, had this thing. This is kind of, you know, uh, used to be a limiting belief. I had body image issues like three, four years ago. So I used to See, not. I was at ninety-seven kgs at one point. Goodness. I was. <laughs> I was. I was not too overweight, but uh, uh, my girlfriend made a really offensive kind of comment. You know, in one of the moments where I was. you know vulnerable so that stuck with me i was not too overweight maybe 5 10 kg only but it hit me hard so anyway what i tried was i stopped posting my pictures on facebook instagram wherever i was online and i you know like just gave an excuse that i want people to connect with my writing more instead of my face hmm. and i hmm. want to be anonymous or something like that hmm. but uh, slowly i started posting pictures and i saw you know that it's you know if you have a decent looking face if it helps why not hmm so uh, have you ever felt that kind of way as well like if i have a decent you know if i have a good looking face why why not use it in you know uh, in the answers or wherever so uh, i think uh, like if you see this uh, page humans of bombay there is always pictures and then you you know the picture catches your attention and then you go and read stuff as a writer your primary motive is to get as many readers for your writing yeah. as you can right if your face is helping it's good if it's not then also it's good so like till on cora uh, some of my most viral answers they don't have my face or any kind of picture on me it's pure stories right and then there are very many viral stories where i have used pictures also so i think uh, like i don't know exactly what goes on reader in readers mind but um, it like right now if i feel like adding a photo i add it if i don't feel like anything i don't um, but i know that the, uh, the more not the more but if you incorporate images in your answers in your stories um, definitely it's going to help getting you more traction more uh, visibility to your answer and that's actually your ultimate goal to get as many readers read your content as you can i i totally agree to that point. too many too many fishes in the sea you have to be the bigger one by hook or by crook <laughs>
yeah and uh, i you know like i have actually given this advice to a couple of uh, female friends you know who were trying to write on kora or who were already writer on kora so i you know like mention them that if it helps if it you know if your face can make your answer uh, visually appealing like why not what's the harm in yeah. it like you draw like, a boundary ha huh. if it you are comfortable in it now so there is no problem if 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 a writer does not want if like many writers who are very like sacred and protective about their work they're like no i should only be known for my words so yeah. <laughs> okay, but it's online you have to be realistic you have to understand that if if image is going to help getting you the traction quickly that reader base quickly uh, there's nothing wrong with that you know so i i believe in this philosophy <laughs> has been working has been working for me so it's, it's personal yeah. it's up to the writer uh whatever he or she wants to do exactly so uh, you also mentioned about your weight loss right uh, what was the scale where did you go and where did you start i was at 97 kgs and uh, i come from a marwadi family i like my dal batis and laddus and everything and then i was at 97 and my dad just casually remarked you know up to 100 touch kar ke aana for a century at least <laughs> i was like nahi kuch bhi ho that don't have to be a century so eventually i started working out joined the gym walked a lot diet controlled this that with time it came down quite anything well. anything particular that helped you uh controlling my diet uh, i don't know <laughs> if i start eating sweets i get fat really quick so i i stopped eating sweets i stopped a lot of junk uh worked out gym cardio running it happened so there's this dialogue from ye jawani hai diwani movie the moment it starts you know the first scene uh, mm-hmm. so dipika padukone is opening you know a album an album and she is you know saying that word that memories are like sweets you cannot just open the box and have one all right <laughs> inspired from forest gum <laughs> i feel like a box of chocolate yeah so <laughs> thanks okay so uh i believed because i have been working out for the past 2 years 3 years now uh and uh, because we were on the same topic i also wanted to share this only one thing that uh, maybe you know like we romanticize the idea of magical things or secrets a lot and what i have found is the very basics work a lot you know like have calorie deficit diet a little bit and then you know like work out every day eat clean yeah. have protein and all those you know the basic kind of stuff mm. they also uh, have you know this kind of a mm-hmm. thought especially when it comes to uh, weight loss you know, there is no magic learned it the hard way if you just on your bed dreaming and binge watching and eating stuff you're not going to lose your weight you have to get exactly. off you have to start working out and uh, how much time did it take for you to come to a weight where you were satisfied you know that okay i'm at a good weight now yeah it happened uh, like i wasn't really um, like keeping the tab on the months it took me about i think 6 to 8 months uh when i got on a, at a very decent stage then i had moved to mumbai for the first time in my life and uh, like if you come from a small town you always been raised by your family you have your food on your table every time then you are in bombay and suddenly your sleep pattern is all over the place your eating pattern is all over the place living with your friends chill kar rahe ho the yeah. suddenly it's two in the night and you realize you don't have dinner 
you open kitchen there is nothing there that you can eat you have to literally starve yourself then there is so much walking and running and local changes that so it automatically uh, you know uh, brought my weight very very down like i think i got to 67 that was my lowest in the recent 3 4 years ago the 30 kg almost but yeah uh, is it you know like personally talking for you is it uh, easier for you to follow a diet when you are away from home or is it easier for you to follow a diet when like you i uh, this new year i took a like since the new year i haven't even had a roti till now Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and no junk no roti no sweets like it's the strictest diet i've been on and mom is at home abhi there is quarantine i'm at home i know mom aaj bas poha chahiye mom will ha theek hai so mom i need upma upma so i think it's uh, better here uh, bombay mein it gets crazy i i totally understand yeah and what was the reason for you to gain the weight was it just because of the environment because everybody was eating a lot of junk or did it have any emotional impact or something no i don't i don't know like uh, it started happening when i was uh, preparing for my boards back in 12th and pata nahi preparation ke time pe you always eat so many things and then my uh, marwadi jeans kicked in all of a sudden and i used to be a skinny guy and suddenly within months i was suddenly all fat <laughs> and then i realized it's very Bender. hard to actually get back down to it so <laughs> i don't know how it happened there was nothing like depressive thought or depressive eating or anything i just like eating uh this particularly happened with me so i asked this question because i uh, started developing unhealthy eating habits because of my depression and anxiety so i used to lock myself up in the room and just you know like eat my uh, emotions I'll continue eating and I'll continue binge watching and eating and you know doing that stuff. So I understand what you're saying. You know when you say that uh, I was a really slim kind of person, and then after a few months I <laughs> started developing tummy. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for sharing the story. Uh, so you mentioned a lot about your sleep cycle, and I'm really interested in talking about this because I have experimented a little bit with sleep. uh in the past few years until i found my you know rhythm the kind of uh, sleep i really love so uh t- tell me uh, what is your sleep pattern at the moment oh god i uh like last night i slept at 12:30 i think then uh, at 3 my dog woke, woke me up and i haven't slept since then So after this, I think I'm just gonna go and bed. I don't know when I'll be waking up. And my sleep pattern, uh, it has been all over the place. It's mostly biphasic. मतलब I sleep for three hours, four hours in the night, and then get a two, three hour during the day because my work allows me uh, to have that kind of a sleep cycle. Yeah. But uh, when I moved to Bombay for the first time, I I developed insomnia, so I could barely sleep for two to three hours. and that was that's the time when my sleep like went completely away and there was also a time when i used to buy these cheap uh, books from uh, the local card guy who you know yeah. cheap these pirated copies and all and that's when i started actually reading a lot of books and it has helped me somehow 
तो वो स्लीप एंड बुक्स एंड रीडिंग राइटिंग का सबसे दैट रिलेशन हैज बीन गोइंग ऑन आई कैन योर स्लीप पैटर्न सो करंटली आई सो आई स्टार्टेड एक्सपेरिमेंटिंग विद माय स्लीप व्हेन आई वाज इन 10th स्टैंडर्ड सो आई वाज यू नो लाइक अ रियली हार्ड वर्किंग हस्लर काइंड ऑफ पर्सन राइट फ्रॉम द बिगनिंग सो फॉर लाइक मे बी अ फ्यू वीक्स आई started sleeping at 7 pm and i used to wake up at you know like maybe 2 am because st- studying at 2 am till 7 am mm. before i have to go to school was you know like it was really calm environment in my home so i mm. could yeah, yeah, I you understand. know like study at that time so that was when i started you know experimenting with my sleep then in plus 2 i was studying pcmb so i was attending four coachings and you know regular school so i did not have the time to sleep enough my average sleeping hours were 5.5 hours during the whole year so uh, after that i started working out like 2 3 years ago and my you know gym trainer uh, forced me to sleep 8 hours and when i started sleeping mm-hmm. 8 hours it was you know like you know it was when you it helps, uh, definitely when you you know wear spectacles for the first time like you see the world <laughs> totally differently <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so by the way this is uh, dialogue from grey's anatomy so uh that moment of time i decided that 8 9 hours will be the minimum i'm going to sleep so right now because i have us meetings at you know at night time or something so i'm sleeping 1 am to 9:30 am nice yeah but that's a luxury helps. i wish i had <laughs> <laughs> you different things work for different people and i yeah, realized yeah, yeah. that i really work well when i'm sleeping 8 to 8 and a half hours and mm, i usually cannot do you know like i cannot even sleep in the middle of the day i tried but doesn't work for me <laughs> so uh, have you tried any other sleep cycles like intentionally tried intentionally that has never happened मतलब इट ऑटोमेटिकली किक्स इन ऑटोमेटिकली गोज आउट आई नेवर लाइक व्हेन यू फील लाइक स्लीपिंग हां आप सो जाओ व्हेन यू वेक अप अच्छा आउट देयर हो गया सो देयर इज दिस कांसेप्ट यू नो सो व्हेन आई वाज गोइंग थ्रू यू नो डिप्रेशन एंड एंजाइटी एंड रियली लो फेज इन माय लाइफ आई वेंट थ्रू थेरेपी एंड देयर वाज अ मोमेंट व्हेन आई स्टार्टेड फीलिंग यू नो व्हाट आई कैन टेक केयर ऑफ माय लाइफ so i the first thing that i tried was you know controlling my sleep schedule so what i started doing i was in college then so I started sleeping at 10 pm in college when you know like everybody usually wakes up at 11 pm and start exercising that's when the sleep pattern actually goes for toss <laughs> <laughs> so what actually happened i avoided so many dramatic conversations just because i was i used to be asleep at 10 pm and i started mm-hmm. waking up at 4 am so i used to be a night owl and i deliberately started working to be a morning bird or something and it helped me you know be more flexible so now if i mm. have to you know like let's say for next one month i have to sleep at 3 am uh, you know for the next 8 hours or something i can do it like within a few days i can switch to that kind of flexibility so i guess that helped me a lot uh coming to you again <laughs> uh you mentioned about your dog and i saw his really really lovely instagram reviews and pictures uh have you always been a dog lover or uh, it started recently uh yeah i've always like loved any kind of animal as soon as as, as long as they don't have eight legs and they can't fly i can love them <laughs> but 
like my mom never allowed us to get dog and we always wanted to have a dog in the house now because corona happened we were all there bachche bade ho chuke and everything so she was like no okay let's have it so yeah that's how we got sherlock and okay. one of the best things so why not cats everyone should at least pet one dog in their life yes yes i i definitely agree to that why not cats why dog i i don't know like i i cannot really understand why i'm more of a dog person than a cat person like cats are okay as long as they're a bit away from me as long as they're not scratching me but then i was wrong about dogs also i thought there's a few lovely and you can just hug them and sleep and my dog is like he has to bite my hand the entire day he has to scratch all over me he has to have be that uh, attention uh, grabbing yeah. sort of person in the house like no if no one is around him he'll just bark the uh, entire night entire day till someone comes and pats him and says oh tu hi hai you are the best dog in the world and <laughs> so i i have a female dog a bitch and uh, she is more of a cat you know like than a dog and i'll, I'll explain you know she needs attention but in really short spans like after so uh, then she's in different <laughs> so uh, you know she comes to me in my room when she doesn't want to be bothered because she knows that i don't you know like disturb her a lot so she comes and she sleeps you know on my bed throughout the day and when she needs attention she wants to play she will go to my sister or my mom and she knows you know like my mom will give her you know her food she go to my mom whenever she needs the food but whenever she does not want to be bothered she just came to my room and you know sleep on my bed so i have seen that that she is more of a cat than a dog <laughs> than a typical dog <laughs> but yes uh, you definitely need to you know i i'd use the word need to have a dog or you know have a cat have a pet it really it teaches a lot before you become a parent before you become a parent it teaches you parenting you know i totally agree my dog does not give wisdom <laughs> yeah i have to feed her you know actually from my hand yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, how did your ted talk happen i i saw it, uh, it was a really amazing ted talk you mentioned about your pura you. journey how your war, viral hmm. marketing went uh, how did that happen that like uh, the guy who was heading their uh, committee at uh, iif institute of foreign trade uh, they have their own clubs so the club which handled uh, ted talks um, the head of that committee had been a core reader for a long time and i had briefly interacted with him also he has helped me uh, in a previous version of uh, cover of secret of the himalayan treasure designing and everything so we were in touch uh, because of that and then like, before he even got to that college and he got to the college he got in the club and he became the head and then yeah one day he just said do you want to speak at tedx talk uh, for a moment i was also like yeah because i've been a shy guy most of my life uh, before going on the stage for the talk i had never done any kind of stage speaking oh. in my life mm-hmm. so uh, it was very uh, yeah very scary for me just to think to be there with hundreds of people and actually speaking for like 20 minutes um so i took i think one or two days and then he said that ashwin sanghi is also going to be there and he's one of the indian writers that i admire a lot so i was like yeah, that's a good good way to go and meet someone <laughs> yeah definitely and how did you prepare for that speech for the talk 
Because that was the first time I was actually speaking on stage. I had no idea how I was going to speak. <laughs> and my, I, I was literally so tense about my like words and uh, hand-eye coordination and everything before going on stage. So every time I recorded myself before that, I was like, this is definitely going off. This is not working out. <laughs> Look at how other TEDx speakers are speaking. You have no right to even be there. But I don't know. Maybe I think it was sleep deprivation. <laughs> I just went on stage. I was like, no, I don't sleep. Everything else is fine. And it worked along <laughs> quite well. So, uh, you know, what you mentioned just, you know, the self-criticism part. Uh, as creatives, I have uh, felt that this is really, really common part of our life. You know, when you hear that voice inside of your head saying, you know, uh, you don't belong here. You are you yeah. are just garbage. Why are you even pretending to be something you are not? Uh, how do you deal with that? Because you are like 100% in a creative career at the moment. With me, with me, it's different. With me, it's like if I'm feeling, seeing a Nolan movie, I remember when I uh, first heard the announcement of uh, that Nolan's going to make a movie on space travel or time travel. Interstellar was the first announcement who I saw. And I, I had a very good time travel story in my head back then. And this is before Secret of the Margin Treasure. This is me at 19 when I had no Quora, no books, yeah. no screenwriting career, nothing. I was like, no, yeah, Nolan, no, yeah, I want to do So I've always had this thing. If I'm seeing something very good, I'm like, yeah, I should be doing that. I should be writing something like that. So uh, that thought never comes to me that I'm probably a fake, that something just, I'm doing this or that. Um, with me, it's that uh, I see the best of stuff, Hollywood, Bollywood, wherever it is. And I'm like, I should be doing that. I should be writing stories better than that. And it automatically, like, I think helps uh, evolving my stories also. Like, for the past uh, one or two years, I've been actually studying movies, actually studying scripts, you know, downloading it. Uh, the Social Network is one of my favorite movies. And uh, Aaron Sorkin won an Oscar for that script. So that script, the first 10 pages, it's just a dialogue sequence between Mark Zuckerberg and his girlfriend. Just front, mm-hmm. back, front, back, front, back. And I've learned the most about dialogue from just those 10 pages, reading and rereading it again and again. So uh, the thing with me is that uh, there are these top guys and uh, I want to be like them someday or write something like them someday. So I'm just going to grab all the stuff that I can, which they have uh, produced out in the world. And I'm going to keep on studying it again and again till I better my own craft. And uh, it helps a lot. Helps a lot. And- I understand. So uh, maybe what I'm understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that when you see, a, you know, your journey in a long-term thing, instead of, you know, like looking for instant gratification or short-term, you know, uh, recognition, it really helps you, you know, slow yourself down and focus on the yeah, creativity yeah, 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 instead yeah. of the gratification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, even right now, uh, I have uh, got a few offers, um, but I know that that stuff is not uh, something that I could write or that stuff is something that is not up, not the kind of stories that I like to write. Yeah. So even if the money is very good now, I can reject because I'm young. I'm just starting out in the industry and I'll learn. I'll uh, learn with time. The thing is that I have to keep on producing good content uh, from this point on only. And uh, then I have to build on to that. So uh, I think it has always been, automatically it has been long-term only. Uh-huh. Ki 
at the yeah. end of the day uh, there is one single goal that you have to write a great story yeah that's it and it automatically yeah. filters all the noise out yeah and you know like this is actually the point that uh, most of the new writers you know when they come up to me like why am i not seeing uh, my content going viral or why am, I, why am i not making enough money or you know stuff like that and i totally believe in the statement that i made that you know uh, if you look at in a long term way like you know if you are looking at in a 10 year graph you are probably going to see really great results but if you are looking mm. at in a you know maybe let's say four months graph it might not give you really good results that's true so uh, i i want i'll just go a few minutes back and you know um, the thing that you mentioned uh, during your ted talk you did a little bit of networking you connected with other people and you also talked a lot about marketing in india about self publishing mm. or you know like normal publishing books uh, what exactly did you get out of those conversations like what should authors be marketing in india or what needs to be the strategies in today's time so uh, like if you see uh, i have actually done this analysis in depth if you see the two yeah. biggest indian writers who have come out in this century the first name is chetan bhagat the next name is amit tripathi right mm. and yeah both of these guys um, you can like their stories you can hate their stories but you can't argue with their marketing they have been geniuses since the moment yeah. they started they knew how to tap their audience they know how to you know be in the news certain bhagat definitely knows how to be in the news all the time and uh, you know it, you you have to ask if there was no that if there was no press conference after three days with certain bhagat you know it's like they copied my stuff and they're not giving me my credits and all that stuff and the notoriety which he gained after that uh, the scenes of his book might not have been like what they are today with amish case i it was something like amish's marketing journey i study a lot more than his writing journey and he actually um, like like me like all the other new writers he got tons of rejection mails from every single publisher then he had this uh, guy who was his agent he said that i'm going to invest half of it you're going to invest and these guys of course were bankers so they could have invested that much amount uh, yeah, into self yeah. publishing so they these all guys started self publishing their books yeah chetan bhagat started with self publishing uh, amit tripathi uh, started with self publishing um chetan bhagat started chetan bhagat started self yeah, yeah initially these guys invested their own money you okay. know uh, the publishing game operates in a very different way i am also learning these things um but you know amish's marketing strategies he uh, made trailers he invested in a good cover first thing uh, yeah his covers really amazing i think one of the best ones i've seen in india then he actually created a short trailer and played those clips in multiplexes because you know uh, urban india middle class people potential readers so they're yeah. in a movie theater you're usually seeing these all kinds of crappy ads you know and then suddenly there is this trailer of lord shiva and it's not a movie it's actually a book it's actually going to create buzz and then you go out there are these books over there and you're definitely going to flip few pages by so i i've seen amish so many talks and i know how much hard he has worked in the initial years so that uh, immortals of naluha could become the sensation that it became and then eventually all the 
books that came after so marketing has been like the first thing when i went to meet ashwin sanghi i asked him was uh, like i introduced myself and this is blah blah and then i said if you have some time to talk i would like to talk about marketing books and he's like yeah that's that's the most important part you know your book could be crappy but if you have done the marketing right yeah. it's going to sell it's going to put money in your pocket it's going to put the food on your table and somehow i, I don't know why it's it's particularly on the indian internet that people see promotions as like your har cheez mein apne apne plugin dal rahe hain promote kar rahe hain like grow subscribe this that this that like even my promotions on kora have been very subtle i never put uh, the links over there i just write i've written a book if you guys like you can check it out theek yeah. hai and then i get uh, for the past few years i've been getting so many of such messages you are just here to promote your book you don't and i'm like bro just go and read my stories first if you like them then buy the book i'm not saying you to buy the book i'm just asking you to check it out if you like so promotions marketing is everything Uh, can, can i can i pause here and we'll come back to the point that you're making yeah, yeah, yeah. but i just yeah. wanted to uh, insert a really good point a great conversation i had with another uh, coach of you know mine so he mentioned that when you are doing a paid speech you know let's say you know uh, you i'm speaking on in a college event and they have paid me you know like let's say 500 I should keep the promotion myself promotion to maybe just one line or maybe not at all if they mm. have already paid me. But yeah. if they have not paid me, I have the rights to promote myself. Yeah. Maybe again, you know, in a subtle way. So mm. if you are buying my book, I might not sell you another thing. Maybe. Mm. But if you are reading me on Quora or Medium or you know like LinkedIn where I am posting for free, I deserve to promote myself. Hmm. Agree. And the thing What is that, um, no, that with that I completely agree because I've been doing the same for so many years now. Uh, but you know, even uh, with people marketing their products on Quora, uh, if you look at it, uh, if they're just there to market stuff, yeah, people are not gonna trust them. You know, people automatically yeah. evade that kind of crowd. Uh, with me, it's it has always been genuine. I'm always like, Corans, you guys gave me everything. You like my stories? Now I'm coming out with a book, or I'm coming out with a web series. If you like, you can check them out. I just tell them this much. No, uh, yeah, you have to buy this. You have to do this. You have to. No, it's always genuine, and they understand it, and that's how they. Uh, that's how everything has happened with me so far. I totally agree, and that's what exactly you know, like how I have been doing things. Writing a really good answer, like promoting almost zero links or anything in the answer. and then hmm. the last two three lines you can you know download my free yeah, book yeah, yeah. or buy my book and my signature that's yeah. pretty much it and i personally i downloaded even, the stoic one uh, back then only i saw that one only you know your banner yeah, so thank you so if you genuinely interested in someone's writing you are actually going to go and check it out so as a reader or as a writer as well i don't see any issue in you know like when you promote anything in the one or two lines even if it's at the top or at at the bottom i personally don't have any issue so uh, coming back to the point where you mentioned you know the uh, self publishing scenario and i actually wanted to talk to you about personally because i know you have done enough research and all these interviews are kind of you know my uh, cute attempt to bring on people and ask them personal advice <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, what is the current 
ट्रेडिशनल और सेल्फ पब्लिशिंग सिनेरियो इन इंडिया इन वन वर्ड ब्लीक ओके in uh, many words is like <laughs> in many words uh, the thing is if uh, someone is starting out just like like when i did uh, when i came out with secret of the malian treasure i had no money and i had no intention to ask my father to you know just yeah, pay yeah. a lakh 1 lakh 50000 rupees just to get my book out and see my name on the book cover i didn't have that so i had the luxury because i've been writing on kora so i could utilize that following that why i went through that channel but with self publishing today it's that there are uh, these big pages who are great with search engine optimization if you just type self publishing now that's what you're going to see i'm not going to take names but i think you know what i'm talking about and they yeah. offer <laughs> packages 1 lakh 1 lakh 50000 just to get your books out and this is something the vanity publishing scene is especially this big in india only in west you have to get an agent and then they are going to sell your book otherwise they don't even entertain your script इंडिया में पैसा जिसके पास है राज तो यू नो इफ यू आर यू नो इफ यू कैन पे वन लैख फिफ्टी थाउजेंड रुपीज टू गेट योर बुक्स आउट गुड बट यू हैव टू हैव एटलीस्ट लाइक फोर टू फाइव टाइम्स ऑफ दैट बजट टू मार्केट योर बुक्स बिकॉज जस्ट बिकॉज यू आर नॉट इन्वेस्ट दैट मच अमाउंट जस्ट सो दैट यू कुड सी योर नेम ऑन अ बुक राइट इट हैज टू सेल एंड फॉर इट टू सेल यू हैव टू मार्केट इट Yeah. and uh, the vanity publishing houses is they say that we invest so much in marketing we have these that no one is reading uh, those uh, little paragraphs in newspapers anymore no one is yeah. caring about book launches anymore i saw a ted talk by uh, uh, one of the senior editors senior commissioning editors of penguin india and she said book launches are dead there's no no point because you can instead just invest 5000 rupees in promoting it on instagram and you're going to get yeah. more eyeballs instead of a book launch and uh, you know grab getting these reporters yeah. and paying them to write, write reviews in newspapers all the reviews that you see in newspapers it's likely that they are paid they are paid for yeah yeah so um, you know it's just entire scene has been very <laughs> very mixed the entire publishing scene in india Of course, if you are at the top level, if you are an Amish party or a National Congress or Chetan Bhagat, it's um, you know you can get very readers. So it's the cream uh, which is getting all the readers, all the money, very good money at the top. At the bottom, at the middle, it's just a spine. There's no money that not much money you can make. And uh, okay. so like you have to sell at least two thousand copies. um just to make it to best seller list if you're selling 10000 okay. copies you see the national best selling headline national best seller so that if you sell 10000 copies which is very less you you can barely make couple of lakh rupees from that um amazon best seller so it's all uh, entirely different uh, yeah what do you say algorithm um, it's algorithm plus it's very uh, people put it in categories which are totally deserted so even if you sell two copies uh, you can become a best seller in like herbs and spices or something some obscure category <laughs> and then when you're marketing your book you're like amazon best seller that doesn't work because you just sold two books and i yeah. learned it quite differently because uh, when i uh, came out with secret of the malian treasure i had no idea how best seller list works and then uh, one day i get a text that someone was checking out and uh, it's saying number 9 in the top 10 selling books on amazon and even i was like nahi yaar matlab i have sold just about i think at that 
point, I had sold 600 or 700 books. And I was like, actually, you need tens of thousands of books to get into bestseller list. But uh, I think that was about two weeks after uh, I published Himalayan Treasure. And yeah, I think I had sold 700, 800 something books, something like that. It was selling at number nine in the top 10 uh, list on Amazon. So uh, then I understood key yeah. how it operates, you know. Yeah. Uh, of course, I, I got it. Like if, if someone looks, uh, I was reading this book, How to Get Published in India um, by Meghna. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a popular one. It's a popular one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there is an important statistic there that 90% of the authors who are getting published in India every year, they fail to sell even 2,000 copies. Oh. Right. So you cannot make a living uh, just by writing books or you cannot make a decent living just by writing books. So like right now, um, screenwriting pays very, very much, very quite high. Uh, so writing books and the entire royalty thing has been a very good side income for me. So it's something very good to have on the side. If you have a job, do not leave your job. And uh, your idols did that, so you are also going to do that. That's not. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. And this is coming from a guy who left his, uh, who dropped out of CA career and was writing themes. Um, it gets hard because at times, you know, there are there's a lot of uncertainty. So it's something very good to have on site, uh, even with the self-publishing thing. And if someone is getting traditionally published, uh, that's that's a good way to go. It takes time. Like if you are getting Penguin Random House or HarperCollins or Westland or something, though the royalty will be less, these guys just pay seven to ten percent, I think, for debut authors. Um, but uh, you you'll get a good banner, good exposure, good names. Uh, they'll get they'll promote it they have those kind of marketing budgets self-publishing me if you're investing 1 lakh 150 so it's most likely going to go down the drain no point of roi that. will be really tough really bad so i actually have a case study you know i wanted to discuss and ask you about this so there is a self-help author I'm, I'm not sure if you have heard his name benjamin hardy have you heard his name i think i have yeah maybe so he's really popular on medium and what he did, so I've been writing on Medium maybe for two, three, four years now, okay? He has like 100,000 people on his email list. And uh, so what he did, he collaborated with Ryan Holiday, who is, you know, like a big uh, time mm. book publishing agent or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, so how they pitched to a really great publishing house or something, I don't remember the name of publishing house. But they mentioned, you know, these are the, this is the aspect of the book or these are the first two chapters or something. And I have, you know, like this 1,000, 100,000 email members and these are the opening rates. This is the engagement I'm getting on Medium and all that mm. stuff. So I will be, you know, like pushing my book. So if you, you know, like publish with me, there's a good enough chance that book will be really yeah, yeah, yeah. doing well, right? And mm. he got like a, you know, uh, $200,000 of uh you know, the package. Advanced. Yeah. Advanced. And so that kind of gave me an impression that even if you want to be a full-time offline writer, it's really great to have an online audience first. It's amazing to have an online audience for anything these days. Any kind of skill. Any skill. 
and uh, um, does it actually help in indian tradition uh, traditional publishing as well this kind it, of a thing like i have not uh, sent out an email to publish in last 2 3 years because like the self publishing has worked out quite well for me and i'm okay um getting more uh, self publishing than i probably would get uh, from a traditional publisher so i haven't really uh, pitched them with the stat that have these many followers on quora and i i can sell this much or i have this kind of background i'm sure it's going to work because any at the end of the day they are there to do business if uh, yeah. relatively new writers coming in with a couple of thousands of followers on a medium um they're definitely going to be more invested in that uh it has helped me quite well um in screen writing um okay at least the number of views and the number of followers because people mm. you know mm. if i say today that i have 80000 followers uh, on quora so i have 40 million views they know that this guy has one thing that this guy has been writing a lot secondly that he has invested that kind of time third that people are actually following him for that that means he might be good at this yeah so online stats obviously help in any kind of profession you know um india may you can't get a 200000 dollar contract <laughs> that <laughs> okay, i think the biggest contract has been uh, 6 crore for a trilogy uh, for amish party i think the ramayan trilogy got a 6 crore contract uh, with westland but uh, those are the big guys and uh, they are the biggest names in indian publishing right now so they can obviously demand that kind of money if you are a new writer you are you cannot get obviously that amount <laughs> so uh, have you ever hired someone or you know like had an i had a freelancer or a intern who helped you with you know some of your internet marketing or anything at all for no, your personal never brand? never have thought of it I I want to. हाँ मतलब I might uh, get someone soon, but uh, like I don't do that. Uh, I don't have an uh, intern to just look up SEOs, which hashtags they want to help me promote more stuff. There's that because I don't really invest that kind of time in those things. I'm like if I'm at least on Quora, that's because that's where my uh, you know uh, most of my reader base is, and uh, you know. I I don't need any kind of an, any kind of help for that. It's like whatever I'm thinking, whatever I'm writing, I'm just gonna post that. I I totally get the point. So uh, talk to me a little bit about numbers. So if I say you know like uh, I am being traditionally published versus I am trying to get self published, what are the number looks like? Let's say if I sell two thousand copies in the first mm. few months, let's say uh, what are, what will be the in, Uh, let let me finish. Uh, what will be the yeah. investment? What will be the time frame of you know getting published and pitching and everything? And what can be the ROI like on average mm-hmm. or estimate? So I'm gonna take it uh, industry. I uh, mean, form by form. The first is traditional sure. publishing. If you are aiming for the bigger publishing houses, and you should only be aiming for the bigger publishing houses uh, yeah. who have been in the industry for a long time. So you have Penguin, Harper Collins. Uh, Westland is a very big one right now. Trishti Publishing, Jaiko, these that there are uh, 10, 12 big names. If okay. these guys are uh, interested in your work, so the how it works is you send a sample synopsis, uh, two three chapters of your book, and uh, you know a bunch of requirements that they might have, and yeah. then you gotta wait and you gotta wait a lot and you gotta wait a lot more. 
um they might okay. take six months eight months to reply back to you and uh, or they might never ever reply back to you so it's a very uh daunting phase you can say if you have nothing else on the side um, but yeah uh, it takes time eight months like and then they're still gonna realize if you are interested in the samples send us your complete manuscript and still you're not sure that they'll actually go with that manuscript or not so then it takes more time for them to evaluate the manuscript and also i think it's if you are getting uh, traditionally published it should be a one year affair from your sending a mails out to actually get yeah. the book in your hand or even more than that um okay. initially uh, as far as i know uh, for debut authors they pay uh, 5 to 10% anything between that and again okay. it varies with uh, with the publishing houses uh, which is quite less because you wrote the entire thing and you're just going to get 10% for it um, so if i have, you know own, Yeah. If the MRP of the book is two hundred rupees, so what will be the ten percent? The ten percent of two hundred or ten percent yeah, of ten percent of two hundred. Okay, okay. So there might be some differences in the agreement, um, yeah. individual agreements or how it operates. But most of the time, it's ten uh, percent of the MRP because every uh, guy gets it. But the how publishing house gets it, but uh, the their distributors they have their cut, the retailers yeah. have their cut. So you know it gets shredded down to. It's Got a it. big haircut. That Got it. Is. So if your book is priced at two hundred rupees and uh, you are getting twenty rupees of that, okay. right? And now you are selling two thousand copies, so forty thousand rupees, which is not much. And it is tough to sell two thousand rupees, two uh, thousand copies. You know, two, when you're taking it. And it's very it. tough to sell. Like ninety percent of authors don't are not able to sell two thousand copies. I know guys who have invested uh, in self-publishing one lakh, one lakh fifty thousand packages. There's that, and they're selling hundred, two hundred copies. And it's, return on on investment is bad, but that's actually a moronic decision only, uh, if you come to think of it. So, um, and it also is taking you know like more yeah. than one year to sell two thousand. Self-publishing is quick. Uh, no, yeah, traditionally yeah, publishing. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you are, yeah. you know, selling two thousand copies and you are earning yeah, that's forty thousand rupees, it's yeah. you know like it's taking uh, one year just to get published. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these guys also have their own that uh, suppose they are going to sign contract that we are just going to publish two uh, thousand copies in the first batch. Okay. Um, if it actually manages to sell a certain number of copies, then it's going to be uh, put on for the another print run. If that okay. is selling, then these guys get that how this book is getting popular, so they're going to start printing more of it. So there are a lot of complexities involved elsewhere also. But if someone is getting a contract and if someone is just starting out uh, mm-hmm. in the publishing world and it's a traditional publisher, good publisher that is offering them a contract, they should take it. You know, never be under the assumption that your first book is your magnum opus. It's not. It's not. It's a exactly. continuous thing. You know, someone cannot just be satisfied by writing a single book. um when it comes to self publishing um it's a mess like i have been uh, involved with self publishing and i was uh, i went with become shakespeare their quotes are comparatively less the print quality is good the uh, the revenue share is good so i went with them um and it has been a good experience for me uh, so far uh, then i'm also big on amazon kdp most of my readers are uh, uh, you know reading their books uh, reading my books on their phones yeah. uh, on kindle app and uh, 
that has been a game changer because KDP offers you 70% royalty, which is huge in comparison. Yeah. And uh, so even after the taxes, if your book is say priced at uh, 100 rupees, uh, even after taxes and everything, you are still going to get 57 rupees out of that. Yeah. Right. And if you are selling 2,000 copies of that, you can imagine the margin is quite high. Yeah. Um, yeah. there are lots. There are lots. Everyone is there on KDP. So if you can like distinguish yourself and uh, sell those numbers, there is much more royalty uh, from Kindle Direct Publishing than uh, your other publishing route. So how important yeah. does it become, you know, to understand Amazon ads when you're targeting KDP as a income source? Uh, I'm not aware because I've never used Amazon ads. Okay. Uh, I just uh, used Quora to promote my book. So I've never invested in that, but I think it helps. It's going to help. Um, Amazon ads and uh, Instagram ads these days. Uh, yeah. Two very good places to invest in if you are self-publishing. I, I okay. Thank you for sharing all of this. It's definitely going to help me personally and a lot of you know people who are going to watch. Uh, so much of things to you know consider when you're traditionally publishing versus when you're self-publishing. And I see you know uh, James Salducher is one of uh, you know an advocate. Yeah that uh, he mentions you know you should try both of these areas you know like yeah. have one book traditionally published and have one book self-published and check mm. out how things are working and the martian and 50 shades of gray i guess these two were the one of the you know biggest banners who went through self-publishing and later on was yeah. by traditional publishers uh, any of the indian uh, books that were you know Originally self-published, but later on published with the models of Halua, um, oh, okay. the Rosabel line, uh, Ashwin Sanghi. Um, so these books were all self-published, and once they sold out, like I think Amit Tripathi uh, sold out five thousand copies, if I remember okay. correctly, initially of Immortals, and then the publishers trusted them, so they were uh, quite okay with it. Uh, Savi Sharma recently. Um, she has been uh, one of the highest selling female authors of India. She also started mm-hmm. self-publishing, and uh, I think she and her husband now, uh, these guys use Instagram quotes and everything to market uh, the yeah. book, the romance book. And once it sold out considerably, they I think contacted Westland, and she got a very good publishing deal. Uh, Ashwin Sanghi first published in US uh, under the uh, nickname Sean Hagen. And which is the anagram of his own yeah. name. And yeah. uh, he sold a number of books there. Then he came to India and then he got a publishing contract. So I think most of the big authors that we are seeing today, also in Indian uh, space, you know, uh, yeah. they started out by self publishing. It's, okay. uh, it's quite easy to get your feet in if you have uh, contact, if you have some kind of a good network uh, in okay. the publishing houses. Um, otherwise, you have to self-publish. See how it goes. Self-publishing. I also say every to everyone that you should at least try it once because, um, till the point you're writing a book, now you are just concerned about that. Yeah. You have to write your best stuff. Once it ends, there is this entire new thing, marketing and everything, and so then you have to treat it like your own business or your own baby. 
and then you yeah. you're going to go out and you then you're going to try new things and explore things and then you're going to learn the taste of your readers this and that and everything so at least yeah. one book self publishing everyone should it's try. a must yeah and yeah. uh, have you read rupi kaur what what are, what are your thoughts about it <laughs> i have read yeah uh, instagram is a funny place <laughs> so i i personally like I, Yeah. So there were, you know, uh, a couple of her quotes that I really felt were, you know, like really, really good. So one of her quotes was, uh, "I know, I don't, I I forgot, <laughs> I forgot the exact word, but but it, you know, kind of read something that uh, I have had sex, but I don't know what love feels like." Sorry. So twenty first century, our generation. Oh my God. So it's actually such a good word, uh, such a good quote, right? Yeah. But there are some which you know, like, does not make sense at all to me personally. So I, I personally felt, you know, she is kind of a either hit or a miss kind of you know, to me personally. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, her books and her writings? So micro poetry uh, works fantastically. You know, terribly tiny tales, scribble stories. These pages are huge with millions of. followers and there are so, you know so many international pages also and i also write quotes hoping someday people start sharing them and I actually can go viral so uh, i think a week ago i i uh, visited rupi kaur's profile and actually scrolled down till the very end i was like what kind of traction was she getting when she started out and uh, so her journey has been quite organic if you go on the initial days na her posts the likes are quite less the comments are quite less and so somewhere along the way definitely connected with people indian crowd as well as uh, the western crowd and the more you can it's all about connecting with yeah. people at the end of the day you know you can write pulp fiction if it's connecting and it's selling then critics can say whatever they want but it's working <laughs> for the writer and rupi kaur has become quite big you know i think she has published three books now um yeah, milk and yeah. honey and then there i think one or two others Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's a bit of a celebrity Instagram influencer in her own right, and so good for her. So, uh, talking about your career, uh, so it's kind of you know like my privilege that uh, I, I have had this privilege that my parents did not interfere a lot in my career. So it was easier for me to you know graduate as a biotechnologist and go for a job in digital marketing and then switch my career to. you know as a, a, a habit coach or a life coach uh, this is kind of a privilege like specifically in indian society where you know your parents don't interfere yeah, a lot yeah. how has been your experience with your family supporting Very, your career like so most grateful i am because i know ki uh, the moment i told my parents that i was going to leave ca i had prepared for that in my mind since the past 2 <laughs> 3 years then i finally got the courage later but um So I was doing chartered accountancy. I was a good student. I was clearing my exams. Everything was happening. But obviously, I was dissatisfied because I wasn't interested in it at all. Uh, so CA finals is something that is like one of the toughest exams to crack. Yeah, and definitely. It has two groups, and uh, I had already cleared my first group. So with just three months of studies, I would have become a chartered accountant. There was no kind of a time clock or anything at all. and that was the most rational time to go to talk to my parents also if i was feeling continuously it made sense um but i just one day i felt like yaar nahi ho raha ab aur nahi padhna 
uh, that's what i felt and i uh, thought for it uh, thought about it for a couple of days i uh, summarized the entire thing wrote it down my core stat like these many followers hain mere i have these many views these many comments my mom ko i'll uh, forward an answer to of mine and just let her go through the comments because she doesn't read those long pieces of my fiction so um, i was preparing them for that but i was not personally prepared for it when i asked them and i finally just set them down i was like you know just give me some time to figure things out let me uh, let me see if my writing worked out or not and they were chill with it okay labas ho gaya no drama nothing <laughs> what <laughs> and uh, yeah they they said that you know take a year off um pursue writing yeah. whatever you want if if you can find your way it's good otherwise just come back and give your exam that's all they had so uh, that has been the biggest blessing you know family if your family is supporting you it takes half of the pressure and anxiety and everything away yeah. you know that they have your back and if you're doing something good you're on the right path they're always going to be with you so it's a luxury it's quite blessed it's a luxury definitely so uh yeah <laughs> as if re- recalling my experiences that they never interfered a lot i was i wanted to drop out in the final year of my college so i did a you know bachelor's in biotechnology bsc and after second year i realized this is not where i uh, you know i'm going to pursue my further career i'm not going to go for any studies in this area i pr- probably you know do some content writing or some disk marketing or something like that so i asked my parents you know let me drop out like i don't need this degree and you know if uh, if i'm going to go for a job as well there's you know like nobody's going to ask me what i have studied if i have you know results to show so yeah. they that was the only point they you know kind of forced me a little that you know what finish your degree <laughs> it's okay <laughs> need no <laughs> logically so it makes sense logically and <laughs> like even with my parents they were like one saal you have to try then if you are not able to figure it out after yeah. then luckily for me uh, like i think uh, in the second or third month only i got a job with star india and it was a well paying job and then uh, then corona happened i had to switch yeah. back out and then screen mm-hmm. writing happened and a web series happened so it worked but again if a year or two from now yeah. if something bad happens even i'll be logically inclined ki jaake i just have to study for 3 months complete a group get at least a degree that you are chartered accountant then just branch out <laughs> having a backup plan really helps so my personal backup plan is this you know like the kind of results i'm having is this marketing or the experience mm. so i have already have a you know four year experience in this marketing so in case my coaching business does not work and i end up being broke or something like that I always, you know, like have a backup plan. So within probably one or two weeks, I can get a disk marketing job. So uh, another thing relevant to this is it's really necessary to try something because you will yeah, never yeah. know if you try it. You would have yeah. never been a screenwriter if you know you were still doing CA. Yeah, 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 definitely. I wouldn't have been anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been anything. A boring, boring chartered accountant sitting at the back office somewhere in the formal attire with rectangular glasses on, just crunching numbers. I would have Not been prepared. Yeah, I would have been preparing for my PhD exams if I was still in that field. Uh-huh. <laughs> so 
so uh, i have this interesting question that i believe uh, you know <laughs> you can definitely answer what has been your experience uh, as a male online writer okay uh, you get a so you know there's a difference between girls and boys when it comes to you know getting popularity even a little bit of popularity the way the opposite sex you know approaches you so when a boy when you know boys approach a famous female writer apparently mm. it's a lot in a creepy way <laughs> yeah but <laughs> it's automatically assumed to be creepy you know even if yeah. uh, you're getting same kind of messages like i know because women have a lot of trash to deal with online guys comparatively can breeze out of it but um, like i have i get these kind of messages uh, from the, uh, girls but then there are some which can get really creepy very quickly <laughs> and you're like you question yourself i i got this message once uh, where this girl just knew everything about me everything uh, <laughs> she had my phone number she knew my home address she knew where i was staying goodness at, uh, my hostel she knew my friends my inner circle my th- i was like me itta to maine pura pe aaj tak likha bhi nahi hai so uh, <laughs> i don't know how goodness <laughs> so initially uh, i started you know kind of uh, i don't know I, i tried this thing for a for some time uh, i never wrote online that i had a girlfriend not never but for certain periods although i was you know sharing some of my experiences with my previous partners so i mentioned you know like partners specifically and i don't know why or how i got like three or four you know uh, what's the term to use here like people asking me out you know who were gay so three or four for the first one or two times i was you know kind of freaked out because you know the society we have brought up and i was not yeah. accept you know i never had a gay friend or something so initially i you know kind of rejected that kind of you know i felt a lot weird and awkward but then for some time what i started doing i stopped mentioning i have a girlfriend or you know i had a girlfriend and i started mentioning i had a partner and <laughs> so i don't know how it worked or did not work but uh, <laughs> definitely uh, i don't know it maybe attracted more gay people or more <laughs> female friends <laughs> as well i don't know <laughs> but yeah it's actually interesting you know how you respond to these kind of texts and it mm. also matters you know when you have to approach someone even for mm. a collaboration somewhere how hmm. not to sound creepy as a boy ah <laughs> uh, i don't know i've never <laughs> approach anyone like cold, not not, uh, not for dating anyone or but yeah, you know like i am collaboration or anything yeah. else so it works uh, you know hi i am this 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 um i'm a writer something if i want whatever i'll just write that i don't think that's going to sound creepy i think the english matters if you're writing english <laughs> correctly you're grammatically correct it's going to be assumed that you're probably not a creep even though you might be <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you start just uh, like I, if i open my quora inbox i have like 14 1500 messages i have stopped opening only and there are many from girls they're just like h y y y y y yeah 
Do you respond to anybody's message no, start no, with hi or anything? No, no, never. <laughs> Anyone, like if someone has to contact me, uh, I reply to people who are genuinely asking for something, any kind of writing advice or anything. I'm free. I, I, I have opened that message uh, on my phone and I'll reply. But uh, yeah, there are creepy messages and at least you're a guy, if you're a girl on Quora, if you're good looking, if you're a little popular, I know, I have seen the kind of messages uh, that they get. It's just horrible. It's just, uh, Instagram page pictures also are included. So it's just so much ugly out there. So uh, to give you a little background, you know, I have done a little bit of experiment while I was in, you know, my previous company. So we were planning a camp. So I, I had a... With, experiment with men. I tell you. No. <laughs> but dating app. So I uh, worked in marketing department, obviously. So we were planning to do a campaign specifically on Tinder. Okay. And what I did, I, you know, made a fake profile on Tinder. I have used Tinder for some time. So I knew the, you know, basic and fundamental or whatever. So, uh, and within one hour, it got like 99 matches and there were no profile picture. They were like just a fake name. And, you know, no description or anything. And it got 90. So it does not show after 99 plus matches. It mm. just show you know, 99 plus likes or oh. whatever. And it's a privilege that, you know, I'm a male online. <laughs> it gets quite bad. Quite bad. Even with, uh, yeah, I don't think I should go into that. That's something that. Yeah, it's okay. Let's take it off. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, what else have I, so, uh, just quickly, one of the major lessons you learned in your relationship. Don't be in one. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, it's, uh, it's everything. It, it's very hard to summarize, actually. That's the question that just comes one to me out of all. <laughs> um, it's uh, like Chandler Bing said in one of the episodes of Finn's it's all about trust and loyalty that's it totally agree <laughs> if, if so, you are with someone and you know about you have to look beyond just the looks or uh, you know the appearance or the dressing or the lifestyle at the end of the day you are if there is genuinely a connection you know there is meeting of minds that's gonna go a long way and it's gonna be with you for a long way. it's something that you're gonna cherish otherwise like from personal experience we are with someone just for the looks it it's gonna crash very bad for you totally understand uh so uh, a couple of uh habits that you have like about working out in relationships in career in you know, with your family, what are your like normal day-to-day -day habits that, you know, like your personal principles or something? Um, I think, uh, I think it's just with my writing that there is a lot of discipline. Like uh, uh, when I'm in the zone, I just uh, don't care about anything else in the world. Then so, so there could be a rock band playing right next to me. But if I have a really exciting story in my head, I will be writing that. And that's the only place where this uh, rigorous system, you know, automatically comes in. So 
like even if i don't have time i know that i have to write something on core at least keep it on draft so that i could be posting regularly um yeah. uh, with my screen writing there is a certain period of time that i've set when i'll just be writing that and i'm not going to be writing anything else because as a writer the more ideas you get the more you know nahi yaar you know it's not working i'll start something else yeah. this this project is not working i'll start something else with uh you know i have learned how to chain myself uh and just be with my laptop and just do that um working out it's very like i'm i don't work out very intensely so with me it's more like uh, the more lean i am like uh, the current physique which i have i'm very happy with it so um i was working out quite a lot then there's this logging period when i'm like uh, refraining from gym because i might move back to bombay and i'll have to switch gyms and everything so mm-hmm. um there is no like rigorous regime um what are the areas that you ask for uh, so you know like about catching up with friends or going out for eating or you know like being in mm-hmm. nature anything you know the patterns that you have seen in your habits so uh, like pre pandemic time i uh, had every every saturday i used to go to a starbucks and i used to sit there for 6 7 hours and i just used to write there and uh, that became uh, i incorporated that in my writing routine um again if you're living living out in cities like bombay if you're living mm. in chandigarh you are obviously going to go out more you know yeah there are those cafes those bars that yeah. you have to yeah. frequent and everything uh like my hometown is quite small and not many places you can go to so but it has quite a lot of beautiful scenery around it so i go on these short hikes and uh, i love hiking i love mountains this and that i recently did a solo backpacking in uttarakhand and everything oh, so nice. um, uh, i love nature when i'm alone and i'm listening to some soulful like linkin park songs or cold play songs or something then it's great but Correct. like no particular regime that i have to go to hiking this day only or i have to take a trip every month or something like that do you do meditation or journaling or something like that i have tried both i have not been able to continue both <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> but my family is quite big on meditation and uh, like i come from the school of thought that writing is my meditation so whatever works for you it it works because like uh, uh from 12 30 till like at least 6 7 in the morning that's the time when you know there is no disturbance at all and that is the point when i'm actually writing now so i i just don't know how time passes i don't know what is happening ki hawa chal rahi hai ya pani beh raha hai or anything nothing then i'm in the zone and uh Yeah, that's that's my kind of meditation. I think. Got it. And uh, if you have to give a couple of tips to you know beginner writers, what did you <clears> tell them? Uh, start posting online. That's one of the first ones. Not just because of the readership you can get, but because of uh, the improvement that you can have in your writing. Um, for a certain period of time i was just writing for myself and i was because i grew up to be so shy and anti social not i was very awkward with my uh, very protective of my work and yeah. i would never share it and had i not sharing stories uh, on kora so nothing would have happened at all so the first thing i advise everyone start writing online you are not going to 
write a great story on the very first day but when you are going to keep on writing na to few weeks later few months later it's going to go somewhere it's going to yeah. take you somewhere so uh, the first thing is writing online second thing is writing regularly which many new writers don't do and uh, again it's a perk of if you're writing online if you get you see the first day you post your story and you get 1000 views for that yeah it's going to give you that dopamine rush so you want to want more views so that you'll be writing more and continuously that's how my writing habit evolved because i started getting views on quora and then it's been like 5 6 years that i've been writing every single day so yeah. that's how your stuff is going plus uh, watch good content read good books um i know because like my reading habit has gone down with binge watching these days so yeah. uh, i still find time to read books but they take time to uh, complete instead i can just watch a like an amazing show on netflix or something and the concept that is actually what i need at the end of the day some concept some kind of inspiration yeah. something that you know that can start that uh, machinery in my head to bring out the story so what kind of books do you recommend whatever genre you like to start. very uh, yeah to start um like because i love detective fiction i started with nancy drew myself nancy drew and hardy boys uh, back in school days and then i was into mythology so uh, shiva trilogy came in then uh, rick riordan uh, percy jackson everything uh, lots of stuff on greek mythology egyptian mythology um whatever you are interested in go and google it you are going to get some amazing lists yeah. which people have already made on goodreads or something you know if you're not a reader start with animal farm you know it is a small book so you yeah. you're going to finish it in in a couple of hours so start with secret of the malian treasure maybe <laughs> start with gangster sure. <laughs> so That's i'm going to put in. yeah i'm going to put down <laughs> links in the description and i'd really really love for you who is watching this to check the book out and if you don't want to buy it no problems but i would really okay. compel you to check it yeah people say it's quite a good book i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you will know it when you read it <laughs> So, yeah. uh, what kind of movies or uh, TV series would you recommend for starters? For starters, so Friends, How I Met Your Mother, the sitcoms, The Office, anything, uh, and like I also recommend them to people who want to improve their English fluency because when you are actually reading, yeah. uh, hearing uh, the American accent, the British accent, that's when you actually start realizing that yeah, British and American accents they are different. Indian accent is quite different. Stuff like that. plus i recommend them to start watching it with subtitles on and eventually let uh, let it go so um, those are the series you know pick up for uh, sherlock maybe or uh, game of thrones um, except the last season yeah, uh, don't watch the last season <laughs> uh, i think we spoke a lot during that time when the last season was there you send me spoilers i remember that yeah <laughs> <laughs> It was bad. It was just bad. Skip the last season of Game of Thrones. This is yes. And so there's an interesting, you know, uh, fact. I also talked about this with Anansha Lamyan. So I have a friend, you know, uh, and she's a lesbian, and she mentioned that when I watched Friends for the first time, it was really you know offensive to LGBT community mm. yeah. because all It the time it hasn't aged well at all. It hasn't aged well at all. <laughs> Those jokes and everything. 
all you know throughout the series everybody is making chandler feel bad just because you know he is portraying a little bit of gayish character yeah so i don't know maybe i i believe the office is relatively better or brooklyn 99 is far better than yeah. you know friends talking in terms of context and everything but nonetheless friends has all obviously been a major hit and uh, seinfeld came at the same time have you watched seinfeld mm. no not much i watched a couple of shows it was yeah super big in us but uh, it hasn't been able to get anything close to what friends has gotten after that through that uh, i have seen because i have you know rewatched it like recently uh, it's better than friends in terms of you know like getting aged with the context and everything hmm. just a personal opinion uh thank you so much for all the recommendations and i'm going to mention them you know in the description part uh we anything else that we disc- oh yeah i have i had this one question uh you mentioned where you are in terms of career in terms of you know where you are living at the moment what are the things that you are going to experiment in the future or you are looking forward to you know try out in the next one to two years um at least in the next one to two year my uh, personal goal is something to uh, get one of the major write one of the major web series you know something that if i enter a local train i can yeah. see on the mobile phones of all the uncles and aunties sitting over there that's the dream that i'm aiming for and uh, yeah you know things are in works i i got a very good start uh, with con and uh, i hope i'll be able to write something like something that is very big and then everyone in india is watching it or talking about it even if they are criticizing it it's okay at least they are watching it <laughs> yes so uh, this is a you know uh, answering the question in the professional sense personally what do you want to try or you know just experiment a little in the next one to two years um acha apart from screenwriting or uh... apart from the professional terms personally uh, but like in just terms of writing or other aspects of my life or something otherwise okay mm-hmm. i don't know my my family wants me to get married uh oh. i'm not big on that right now at least not for the next 3 to 4 years but yeah in the next few years i hope i'll find the one finally um that's definitely on the table <laughs> um but uh, i'm more focused on my stories at this point i want point. to create more good content more viral content um some kind of a series of stories that everyone is watching maybe write a movie script uh maybe sell a movie script i've written a movie script maybe sell a movie script and actually seeing a yeah. movie uh, written by me on the big screen um so i'm yeah just for the next 3 to 4 or in the, even in the long term i think uh, what i'm thinking is what i'm aiming for is to be there at you know the biggest stages in the publishing yeah. world as well as in the web world and the movie world which can coincide uh, because writing yes. is the only thing that uh, i'll be doing in all these mediums but uh, yeah i want to write one that amazing best selling book which is there on every bus stop yeah. and uh, the guy who sold me those pirated books is going to be selling my own <laughs> book to me someday that that's the end game 
amazing uh, really 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 best wishes and i really hope you know you achieve these goals in the next one or two years to come <laughs> and uh, whoever is watching this i would really really want you to go check out divyansh's kora uh, profile i'm going to mention it in the description and read a couple of his fiction stories and i can assure you you'll probably you know end up buying his book after reading those fiction stories and thank you so much for coming on this conversation we had this candid conversation and i yeah, really loved, loved the last two hours we spent here and it's been two hours see. i didn't yeah. even realize <laughs> so let's see how and when we can you know get on this video again and yeah, yeah. thank you so much for listening let's meet so, someday let's pretty meet soon. someday <laughs> okay